Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Well, hello again. I'm Jim Gerhardt, along with Patrick Lavery from the New Jersey 101.5 News Department, executive producer of the morning program. Very impressive, Pat. And you're an impressive person, too, I must say. Working together for a couple of weeks here. Oh, it is, uh, uh, what is it? The la- this is the last day of when we record this. This is, I believe, this is the last day of uh, of winter. Of winter, uh, spring arrives at five fifty eight p.m. Wednesday. So uh, by the time we we put this out, uh, spring will be uh, in full swing. So spring's supposed to be there now. If it doesn't come in on time, Dan Zara would drag it in by the heels. That's right. So we can count pretty much. Yeah, Dan Dan Zara will see his uh, shadow for six <laughs> more weeks, and uh, yeah. Well, let's hear it for springtime. Happy, happy, joy, joy, 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 you know, there's you're still playing with the with the the, the pot business. Yeah, uh, the latest that we have heard on that is they want uh, something decided by Monday, um, and if it's not decided by Monday, Senate President Steve Sweeney uh, doesn't want to touch it again until after the legislative elections, which will be uh, obviously it's an odd numbered year, so those will be coming up uh, in on in November. Now, Eric Scott had a very good piece. Who's our news? Yep. Uh, the grand exalted poobah of the right. news lodge. Here. Right, right, right. He had a very nice piece yesterday, as he frequently and generally does, uh, about the legislative what machinery, chicanery, whatever going yes. on. And there's so many things nobody knows. There, there, according to Eric, uh, there was no public input to this, like there are in many pieces of legislature. Correct. There was a yeah. very brief one, but then they cut it off. Mm-hmm. And during the the latest debate on it in the legislature. There was no public uh, input, although there were people there who would like to present some. Right. And so all this is going on, like most legislation does behind the scenes and you know, behind closed doors. Yeah. But why? Why Why the secrecy? I mean, the only thing is deal making is going on because yeah. uh, how many towns now have opted out of this? Or well, say they're going to. Uh, as of our count earlier in the week, uh, Aaron Vote did a piece for our website, which uh, has uh, been like gangbusters. Uh, you know, people have just flocked to read this article to see if, uh, in fact, their town is on the list uh, and they might not have known about it. Uh, so far, by our count, 58 
towns. Now, that's more than a tenth of the total number of municipalities in the state, mm-hmm. which is 565. Um, and as of a little bit later in the week, uh, the latest town to be considering this um, is is kind of a, a an interesting choice, an ironic choice um, that, that might make you scratch your head. Atlantic City, where Jim wouldn't wouldn't you think Whoa, Atlantic City is where morals head, huh? where morals go to die? <laughs> <laughs> but that's a big one too, right? You would think mm-hmm. that they would be chomping on the bit in, in Atlantic City to get right. that, right? To, to finally the, the, the spirit there, the population, and the, well, my goodness, uh, and to finally have some legal drug sales in Atlantic City. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- this is one thing that, that, that I, I think it's ironic, it's bad, yeah. that when they start taxing this, that the people are going to find out, the users are going to find out they can get it much cheaper on the illegal market, oh, which is not going to dry up. There's absolutely no way that could happen. Right. And and you and I have, have talked about this before. This bill, this legislation as, as written, is not carte blanche. It is not... Okay, it's legal, so now you can grow your own in your backyard. No, there's a process that you're going yeah, to have, you have to, to go, go through if you want to buy legal recreational marijuana. Okay, but is it legal? Is it still against the law of the federal law? Well, And no yes, local I, law can supersede a federal law. Right. So how do you get around that except through wink, wink, nudge, nudge? Well, exactly. Uh, but, but also, I think that these local statutes that will be uh, on the books again, fifty-eight towns and growing. I mean, that is going to reduce business substantially because you have some large towns on this list. Okay, so that that is, uh, they will stop uh, prevent it being sold there. Right. That I mean that that is all it is. Yeah, and uh, and but then you go to the next town. Yeah, and then the next town, uh, these other towns that are left are going to no doubt do a boom business. You you Maybe. would you would think so, um, uh, unless the consumers or the potential consumers find that um, the the trip is not worth the hassle. I mean, in no. in, in in Bergen County, again, this is by our our calculations at nj1015.com. Bergen has the the largest number of total municipalities of any county in the state. I think something like 67 oh. or something like that towns in in Bergen County. Most of them small enclaves um but uh 20 in bergen county already have laws on the books uh against the sale of recreational pot so that's you know somewhere between a a a third and a quarter of the total towns in that county have said no but is there any are part of these local ordinances do Mm. they deal with with actually using the product because if you buy it legally in one town, right, and then you're smoking it in another one. Are you violating the law, or is this one of those things they haven't worked out yet? There's still- some of them. Some of them do. Uh, most don't. I'll tell you what's interesting. Uh, as I was researching this, um, I think it was yesterday. Um, uh, what's interesting is that uh, some of these ordinances, uh, which again have already been voted on have had their public hearing periods i mean they've been in the works for for a while and many of them have gone on to the books already back in 2018 as soon as murphy became governor because he had made that a cornerstone of, of his campaign um what some of these towns have done is they mm-hmm. say all right not only are we saying no when recreational marijuana becomes legal in the state again mm-hmm. obviously not on the federal level but Medical marijuana has been legal in the state 
for a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. That was under Chris Christie. Christie. And we don't want that here either. So now they are taking away the possibility of even opening a medical dispensary in their town. They don't want it at all. Well, the the frenzy to get this up and operating mm. is based on what the members of the legislature don't do anything right. because it's morally the correct thing to do. It is right. what is going to get me votes and get right. me reelected mm. and what is uh, going to enhance my career. Mm-hmm. So what is in it for them uh other than the fact that they, they must be perceiving there's a frenzied mob out there right. who wants this. And if they don't pass something, it's going to be like, remember the old, uh, the great library at Alexandria when yes. the early Christians mm-hmm. didn't like, they had books in there they didn't like, so they dragged, uh, what is Hypatia, right. the librarian out in the streets and, mm. and scrubbed her to death with clamshells. Right. So is Steve Sweeney <laughs> <laughs> fear he's going to be uh, dragged through the streets here over this thing? Or... Uh, the deals now. Yeah. See, that's another angle, having yeah. watched this for years. If they're trying to get enough votes to mm. do this quickly by Monday, right. they've got to be making promises to people who are sitting on the fence. Yes. And many people will sit on the fence, legislators, just waiting to make a deal to get something for themselves or their constituents. Yeah. And so what are the, what's being promised, and how much is this going to cost the taxpayers? So, you know, so much yeah. goes on here and you only see the, I hate to use the tip of the iceberg, that cliche. Yeah. But with legislation, that is that is a fact. And and I think, um, you know, what you're seeing is the, the, the fence analogy I like because we were just uh, on a conference call a little bit earlier with um, Michael Simons, our uh, mm-hmm. reporter embedded in the statehouse. And Mike said to us, uh, I think that they need to still swing five votes by Monday which is tough to do, number one. And he says there might be a better than 50-50 chance of that happening, but only slightly. And also, if I had to theorize, and and I don't know this for a fact, if I had to theorize one reason why um, there haven't been or there has not been as much concentration on the public hearings uh, prior to this, it is exactly what you said, is that the legislators already know or think they know about this angry mob that mm-hmm. wants this to happen. <laughs> Plus, it gets into what you and I have talked about before, which is lobbyists run everything anyway. Yes, yeah. and the special interest. Right. What uh, the, uh, again, that I've heard nothing about this, these standards mm-hmm. that will be uh, somehow, I assume, they're going to uh, create standards uh of the degrees of impairment if people are using this. Right. First of all, how does the officer know that they are using it? Then how does it, let's say that it's agreed, you can smell it, it's in the car, you see it. Right. How do you degree, or in this legislation, is there a scale set up as there is in alcohol, the .08 point, you know, whatever? Right. Right. I, I don't believe there's anything like that at this point. There's no not, machine. Not to my knowledge. Like no. a, a, a breathalyzer. Right. To tell. So, how that would seem like a dangerous situation because you could really just get completely bonkers on it and then go out and drive. Yeah. And uh, other than any mayhem you may have caused, they certainly couldn't add that to it. That's been, that's been a major concern. I I, I would think that's probably, I would say it's probably tertiary among, you know, the, the, the primary battle that this has come down to is 
Murphy versus Sweeney and this kind of, you know, like uh, match of, of, of will scene rooster fighting right, going on between in the them. Senate, yeah. the, the secondary concern is the taxes and how are you going to tax it and how's that going to impact how much people want it. And and the third, I think, is exactly that. When you smoke a joint and then you get behind the wheel of a car, how are we measuring how impaired you are? Well, yes, that's that's yeah. the, that's the question. Yeah, don't know. Let's shift uh, gears a little bit. We talked about the uh, the Alvarez affair, right? At least I would term it that. This is the uh, person who was position of authority in the campaign of uh, Governor Murphy, and then was <laughs> somehow got a big good job. We don't right. know how. Right. Uh, I got two questions about that. One okay. is, if, from what we know, nobody hired him. Right. And he testified to that. Oh, first of all, we have to clarify your question. You wondered if he actually existed. This is one of the, like, <laughs> Lieutenant Kiji in the old Russian movie. Right, right. Uh, non-existent. But, and everybody went off as if he were. Uh, he, so it's determined that he is he is real. There is, and he's not a hologram. Yes, Virginia, there is an Al yes, Alvarez. Yes, Virginia, there is an Al Alvarez. Now, here's something that struck me. We talked about this last week at some length mm. about his testimony and how the yeah. thing that nobody knows that he was hired. He got a one hundred and forty thousand a year job or something with all right. the benefits known to man. Right. How many other people in government? Are sitting there because they just happened to walk in and sit down right. and somehow got into the system. How many of them and how many of them are retiring now with these hundred and ninety thousand dollar a year yeah. retirements that we had a story about a couple uh, again, of weeks ago? Again, he gave three and a half hours worth of testimony <laughs> for an answer that you would have thought if there was a clear answer, it would have taken him five seconds to get it out of his mouth. How do you how do you not know who hired you? Right. Uh, <laughs> but, right. But, okay. But here's here's a further thing. We talked about that. Everybody talks about that. They're all kind of stories. Sort of forgotten in this whole thing is the crime, right? That started it in the first place. Right. Why is it because the media? Mm-hmm. I don't think the public is particularly hanging on this business. That, no. Uh, they the public would be more interested in did he do it or did he not do it right and uh, this uh, woman if she is a victim mm. should certainly get her uh, her due right but that doesn't seem to be part of the media stories anymore no it it, it really isn't and it's a it's a terrific point to make because um especially now when you have um, women speaking out about these these yes, acts that yes. are done Where to them. Where are they out there now yelling about this? Right, right. It, it, precisely. I, I don't know if there are more holes in Katie Brennan's story than uh, some other stories that, that have been out there. I, I really do not know what happened uh, between the two of them. Alvarez says it was consensual. She says uh, that it was not. They both seem to acknowledge that something uh, happened, um, and in in her case, it would have been extramarital. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that really has um, sort of been lost. It's, it's gotten lost in yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Is it? Would it be fair to say that had uh, this been a Republican administration, you mm. might have people out yelling in the street, the Me Too people? We tend to be liberals, or at least the people organizing. It it's and, it's quite possible. It's it's a thought. But you don't know that. It's it's a thought that has crossed my mind. However, um, 
you look at so much of of what has happened in uh, our society as a whole, you know, you you don't get a much bigger symbol for liberals than Harvey Weinstein, and of course, people <laughs> were all over him. Yeah. So uh, I, that's that's tough to say. Whatever came of that, I, I again. I, I, think, I think has he gone to trial? I think he was about to. He was about to, and I but, think it was postponed. Or but they put these like things off. I think it, it's right. a great trick of the legal system. Now you are guaranteed a speedy trial, right? But I, I suppose if you don't want one, I think you don't have to take one. Maybe well, that's how this works. And that's what that's but, what uh, uh, that's what Bob Kraft from the uh, the owner of the New England Patriots is is weighing right now in this prostitution case that uh, unraveled in in Florida. They offered him a plea deal where. The charges would be dropped, but he would have to admit that a court would have found him guilty. Mm. But they dragged this on and on and on. Yeah. How long, getting back to something that did have a, a New Jersey 101.5, yeah, yeah. the, the Carton case. Right. Which apparently there's going to be a sentencing of Craig Carton, who mm-hmm. used to who worked here. I guess you know the story. He became yes. a New York sportscaster and was indicted on a whole laundry list. Right. of uh, financial crimes, big-time ones. And that was a few years ago when uh, he was right. collared, and then they had, I guess, the grand jury found true bill. Right. And then he was chosen one, and, and, and it finally got to court. But it looks like what happens with these things, and I know individual cases other than that are not yeah. as famous, where if the lawyers can just put this off and off and off mm-hmm. and off. Now, the judge had deferred the sentencing of Carton, as I read, because his lawyers pled that they had to have time for psychological evaluation. Yes. How many? How long? Why didn't you do that two years? You know, in the last two years, right, or something. Right. But I think what they the hope is, and it's probably true. Everything dies down. People have moved on to something else, mm-hmm. including the judge. <laughs> right. Right. And, and this kind of old hat. Yeah. So uh, it, the system can be played. Uh, ain't no doubt about that. Oh yeah, regardless of what we're what we're told. Yeah, and and in some cases, I mean, just as you illustrated, yes, you have the right to a speedy trial. Uh-huh. That doesn't always mean that you want one. <laughs> that you 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 don't want one if you right. you got enough to pay the lawyers right endlessly. What else is going on? Now speaking of uh, jurisprudential matters in the okay. state of New Jersey, th- this is something that just crossed my mind. Now, maybe I shouldn't say this because it would give somebody an insight into my mind and there would be some questions raised. <laughs> I read that. And you need to give a, you a psychological I, evaluation. Psych, I, yeah, I got a psychological evaluation. Uh, but uh, dog laws. I yes. read a report that some community had passed a, a dog barking ordinance. Right. This was up in, uh, again, yeah. Bergen County. In Bergen I think it was County, uh, Saddle River, yeah. Plethora of, uh, of, of towns. Right, right. Okay, they had passed a dog barking ordinance. Right. Now, I didn't read it, but I would warn people in towns who want to create a dog barking ordinance, <laughs> be very careful because you could back yourself into a syntactical trap. <laughs> now, here it is. There is These laws say that a dog cannot continuously bark for certain number of minutes. Yeah, I think during daytime hours it's mm-hmm. more than 15 minutes and mm-hmm. or no, for daytime hours it's more than 20 minutes and in the overnight it's more than 15 minutes. But you you see you have got to be careful here because there is also continual, not continuous but continual barking. Oh yeah, sure. Which is that is repeated 
in the same way, but there's time in between. Sure. It's interval barking. Right. And so if you pass <laughs> a law and you say continual barking, mm. then that means that if the dog is barking, he could bark for three hours, but if he stops to take a breath, you start the clock all over again. Oh, yeah. And, and this is... And, <laughs> so, and this, so the whole thing doesn't make a whole lot of sense. This is very easy to conceive. If you have a dog who sits in your front window all day and barks every time a car drives by, uh -huh. that's dependent on how many cars drive by. But that could go on for eight hours. Of course. Well, I've got a similar situation across the street from me. Yeah. These people take in dogs, apparently, that, that nobody else will. Mm. And I can see why they won't, because they never stop barking. <laughs> right. Now, I can take a bark, a dog, big dog, but right. the yapping machines get yeah. me. That's, that's, and, what, and, and, that's what we have. We have a little poodle. And uh, if we do not... Um, when we have people over at our place, when we are having a party or we're having some sort of gathering, if we literally do not, and he's seven pounds, if we do not pick him up and carry him around, he barks continuously because, okay, um, I look at Conti okay, right. without interruption or gaps, right? Because, okay. um, because he is so little that he's intimidated by people standing around uh -huh. because there's so much bigger than he is so that's his that's his way of uh i don't know asserting but, his his presence but you know again i was talking about across the street this has been going on for years they're very yeah. nice people i mean you know you don't know what to do because it drives you nuts right they have about four dogs over there and they'll just yeah. bark and bark and bark and bark now we and it's a very narrow street and across the street where we are we have uh, the dogs the uh, we, right now we have the three dobermans and the pit bull yep and they have been trained very quickly to not bark mm -hmm. unless there's and people can do that if they want. Why yeah. don't go to the trouble? So our dogs, these things will start going as soon as they see our dogs. The dogs will walk up to the fence and look at them and kind of shake their head. Like, you know, what a what bunch I, of dumbasses, and, you know, and then wander off. What I think is silliest about this is, and I think I have the numbers right, is even on the, the overnight, the 20-minute versus the 15-minute threshold, <laughs> if you're hearing a dog bark nonstop, how much worse is 20 minutes going to be than 15 You've already heard him bark for 15. What's another five? Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, why, why 15 or 20 in the first place? I'm I not even dogs, sure. See, a dog cannot bark continuously right. for 20 minutes. Right. He died. I, right. I hope he would. I have Put him this, out of his misery. I have this vision because people, are, again, I have learned to absolutely abominate what's called the Jack Russell Terrier. Right. Because this thing just never shut up, and he's vicious. He would keep grabbing the yeah. fence, you know, and shaking it, trying to go after everybody. But I had this this vision of a time machine. I will go back 100 years to mm -hmm. England, and I'll find the Reverend John Russell. Okay. Who invented the species. <laughs> I would either incapacitate him, <laughs> exile him, or do him in somehow or other. <laughs> So that you wouldn't have this. I'm going to make a movie about that sometime. <laughs> All right, well, so much for dog barking. What? Oh, uh, just a couple of things. I, I guess uh, the, uh, there's a story I saw this morning, which you would know on NJ1015. The kid who said he was denied uh, the national honors. Right. Because he had... He did not wear. This is how this gets so damn silly. And yeah. you wonder, where is this coming from? How long can people put up with this? Right. He was wearing a T-shirt that said, Make Homedale Great Again. Homedale's a very, very nice town in yeah. Monmouth County. Make Homedale Great Again. Yeah. And so he gets 
he becomes an outcast because that sounds almost like make America great again, the Trump thing. Right. So in his view, he was denied, even though he was a 4.0 average right. over the whole course of school, he did enormous amount of community service and the like. Yep. He can't get in because he wore a shirt that somehow was almost a parody of something that the the left doesn't like. And, and this is the education system. And and we did this story in depth this morning. And this was a kid who's who's spoken with us in the past. And he's, he's very articulate, obviously a good student. And he said he used that slogan uh, and put it on T-shirts as part of his campaign for class president mm-hmm. because he wanted to. He says he, he is a President Trump supporter and he wanted to play off of that it's slogan from, you from 2016. It's a big, well-known slogan. You sure. adapt it to yourself. Sure. And yet he's kept out of the night. There's a story, I don't remember the name, one of, one of the upscale uh, uh, women's colleges. I uh, used to be. I don't know. It's probably mm-hmm. co-ed now. Uh, they, the students who were actually running things, the inmates are running the academic right. asylum nowadays, they all decided that he should be fired Mm. because he had made a suggestion, I think he's a history professor, right. that maybe we should, the kids on a college campus, there should be some kind of a, a dialogue mm. between people with different points of view. Right. So that if uh, you have one point of view, if you're liberal, then you have a person who doesn't have to be a hard, yeah. core, uh, fanatical, right-wing right. person, but just a person with different views to come in and, and debate this. Well, instead of saying yes or no, mm. or we don't think that's a good idea, or, oh, great, let's do that. Right. They try to have him fired, and the school apparently is going to do it. Yeah. It's, for um, no other reason. It's, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, and it, there, there needs to be. I, I think no matter what side of an argument you come down on, you have to appreciate the the counterpoint. You have to appreciate that that there even is one to begin with. But the way you put that, you see, does not apply because they do not believe you have to. Right. Their right. belief is that you mm-hmm. should not. Yeah. Uh, at all in any conceivable way because you are right and they are wrong, and it really it really has gotten like the medieval church. Yeah. Really? The, the, As uh, Pope Innocent III famously said in the 11th century, mm. anyone who holds an opinion of God mm. that is not in concert with church doctrine should be burned without mercy. Right. Uh, right. And th- th- they would do that. I had a list here of things that the, uh, what is the alphabet group, which I can never keep straight, LPQ, LSMFT. Oh, yeah, LGBT, uh, Q. X minus three over square root of... Carry the one. Yeah. Anyway, they came out, and I don't know that every person who is, belongs to that or, or is in that, mm. that category, I don't know if, if everybody believes this, but this is what the leadership said. They had said that anyone who does not hold a positive opinion mm. about their goals or what, what would you right. call it, their proclivities, activities, or what have you, should be put in gulags. They should be declared mentally deficient. Right. And the state should set up gulags like they did in Russia. Mm. If you hadn't done enough to actually go way out into Siberia right. and, and work in the salt mines as a criminal, then you could go to these sort of mid things that were for mentally deficient people who had defied the tenets of, of Lenin. Yeah. Now, they, uh, it goes on there that they should be put, are mentally deficient, uh, should, the government should set up gulags 
And then from there, you get camps. This is how this progresses in totalitarian situations. Prisons next. Mm -hmm. And then finally, extermination. And I don't think these people would hesitate at that. But I say these people, I'm not talking about the rank and file member, people who vote Democratic. Right. They're in the middle. Right. They, they're, they're between, uh, you know, they don't know whether to cock or go blind you know, over this, <laughs> at least the people I talk to. Yeah. But, but it's amazing. Take all of this stuff. You don't have to get into a whole litany of it. I've run into so many people, and the first thing they say is, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Uh, and, I, again, just kind of following a stream of consciousness here. I think the, some of the Democratic candidates are doing something that's extremely dangerous, especially mm-hmm. our local what Spartacus. Right, Cory uh, Booker. Yeah, mm-hmm. because what they're doing, they're building a coalition of essentially, I, I like the way that the, uh, the president of Starbucks, when he was, said that he was going to run, thinking of it, right. he said that he was tired of the politics of revenge. And yes. you see, this is what they're doing. Now, it, as we find out, the uh, people now who want to get noticed or want to achieve something, they do not want to aspire to be heroes as we knew them. They want to be victims. Look at that actor in, uh, where was it? The, uh, oh, Jesse Smollett. Yeah. Right. That, that the highest thing, the, the highest accomplishment, what gets you the most in entitlements and attention right. is being a victim, right. not being a hero. Not saving an old lady from being run over by a streetcar, I mean, but by is, pretending yeah. that you've been you're a victim. It is it is the classic textbook dictionary definition of martyrdom. Oh yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. So he 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 climbs up and hangs himself on the cross, right. and everybody you know goes along with it mm-hmm. for a while without even thinking or checking. But right. the, the, but my my point is that they have discovered the far left. Some of these radicals have discovered. I don't know what took them so long that, in a sense, you've got a huge population out there who consider themselves victims. They either have been, in many cases, surely, but otherwise they have been persuaded they are. Or they look and say, hey, you know, there's something in victimhood begets entitlement. Yeah. And so people have seen this. So there's a lot of them. So what you do, Mm. eventually, you you create a system uh, or an ideology mm. in which, okay, it's time for revenge. Because right. every victim wants revenge right. on whoever right. victimized him. And so this is where you're going. I think all these people out there, they're looking for revenge. Yeah. Not just for some political advantage or to pursue an ideology. They want to exterminate the those whom they feel have oppressed them or denied them some kind of a right. Well, and, and this gets back to the, the whole thing where we started with this, with, with the college professor. You have to allow, even if you don't believe it even exists, you really should make the space in your personal philosophy to allow for the possibility of a counterpoint to what you believe. Because... If you if you think that what you believe is right, if you let the person you think is wrong go on and on and on and on, eventually they will either, you know, convince you or they will prove themselves wrong as you initially thought they would be. But to just say mm-hmm. there there is no second side to an argument um is 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 a fallacy well, of yes, but of they do nature it, and it's winning. Right. Yeah, I had this thing with Michael Moore. I think I've mentioned this before. Yeah, Michael Moore said, and, th- and he's a pretty astute guy. Yeah, he used to be funny. Uh, right. Now sometimes you wonder, 
But he said that there is no more a middle ground. This, yeah. uh, what's her name? Occasional Cortez. Right. She is, he said, Michael Moore says Democrats need to accept the fact that far left Ocasio Cortez is the party leader. There's mo- no middle ground anymore. Yeah. And he's talking about moderates that forget being a moderate. Either mm-hmm. you're on one far side of this or the other, because this is what this whole movement on the left is somehow fractionalizing this into two completely opposite bands. It's like the, the army's gathering on the sides of the plain of Megiddo, mm-hmm. and you're waiting for somebody to yell, charge. Because, but there's no middle ground. I think he's got an excellent point. Well, because the, the Democrats are letting this radical tail wag the dog. And, there's, and nobody's stopping it. There's been pressure for years for people to pick a political side. I've talked before about the, um, the stage musical and, and the movie 1776. And John Adams, in the script of the, of the musical, um, has an argument with uh, John Dickinson of Pennsylvania who was famously against the Declaration, did not sign it, uh, left the Continental Congress, in fact. And Adams says to him at, at one point, and I, I hope I'm getting this correct, um, you know, you're, you're just so cool and considerate on every issue. You hang to the rear on everything so that if we should go under, you'll still remain afloat. Which yeah. I think is, is a lot of what's going on right now. You're, you have people who are on this ideological boat and there are people going to one side and people going to the other. And the people in the middle are saying, well, if we don't go to either side, you know, yeah. they're going to be out of balance. Oh, you're hedging the bet. We're, we're going we're gonna to tip over. Right? You're hedging the bet. Yeah. It's like Episcopalians who generally don't really believe, you know, all this religious stuff. But right. you're going to go and throw a few <laughs> bucks in the plate just because you don't know. Uh-huh. Well, you see, what yeah. it gets back to fundamentally is really interesting. Um Everybody is joining in some kind of one or another, a communal delusion, if you want, <laughs> right. because none of these ideologies, none of this stuff is real. Right. It's all a delusion. And the whole world runs by mass delusions. Now, we're all all we're all doing is sitting here riding a rock through space. Nobody knows where it's going, where it came right. from. So what is all this about? Mm hmm. And I, I, no, and I'm very serious about this. Sure. I think that you're buying into like political parties, you're buying into ideologies mm-hmm. because they're purely works of imagination. Right. And but somebody has convinced you, uh, leaders have come up and, and somehow gotten these people you know, squeezed into the matrix right. of, of a delusion. <laughs> and then this delusion bursts at some point in history. And another one sets in. Yeah. We used to be religion mm-hmm. for by and large. I'm not trying to knock it, but yeah. by and large, this is not the same belief one had in the Middle Ages. Right. Where one could be born, one could lead a horrible life, the peasants but or anybody else, but you were reasonably happy because you mm-hmm. knew you're going to go to heaven and you're going to get a reward. Right. Nobody believes that anymore. Right. <laughs> they right. say, this is it. Oh, my God. Kierkegaard was right. Right. Oh, what yeah. am I going to do? Yeah. Why isn't it? Why? Why isn't it better than? Why isn't it better than this now? Yeah. Right. But so everybody wants. I think the basic thing everybody is after is somehow in the light of that, mm. wanting to feel that their life has some value because purely mm. scientifically, your life doesn't have any value at all. If you want to throw out the supernatural, the mnemonic, uh, there's sure. no point. Right. 
Uh, so I love, and I'll just say this kind of an ending here, because I think one of the most profound things ever written was a little short thing by uh, Kurt Vonnegut, and mm. I think it was The Cat's Cradle. He had this little little short paragraph thing yeah. uh, that God came down one day to the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve were there, and to make it mm. short, because I've done this before, ask how things were going. You know, God comes down and says, hey, Adam, satin and man. And so he uh, said, well, it's beautiful. Everything is lovely. You, you made the woman. I love the woman. Now, this is just great. The food's yeah. good, you know, heaven. Uh, only one problem. And God said, well, what's your problem? He said, well, what's the point? What's the meaning of this life? <laughs> right. And God said, well, life has to have a meaning, your life. He said, well, yeah, everything has to have a meaning. God sort of scratched his chin, or I guess his beard, if you're a fundamentalist, and, <laughs> right. and said, well, you know, I'll leave it up to you to come up with one. Yeah. And then God left. Mm-hmm. That's profound. Yeah. That's where we are now. Sure. We do not have the God anymore. We're sitting here. We're looking for. But, but I think the, in order to live a, a satisfying life, you and people who are in a position to think about it, some people are working so hard and so distracted, they, they don't. But people who want to, who want to contemplate the, the meaning of their lives, you almost have to come up with one. Kierkegaard's what famous leap of faith. Mm-hmm. You get to the end of the line, just look around, see what's available to believe in that. Yeah. Uh, but I, and I think people, what they're really after is something that give, makes them feel as if they are part of something. Yes. And so there's some meaning to their life. Mm-hmm. Because they can't say anymore, like the new, famous New England primer, man was born to glorify God and do you know, such and such <laughs> and such. And not, again, yeah. trying to disparage people who believe that literally. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. But if you take the mill run of, 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 of people in this country, yeah. they eh, look a little bit askance at that. Mm-hmm. So I think this is what's going on, and we haven't found anything, this common ground for everybody. So you get it built into these uh, what I call communal delusions. Right. <laughs> Huge right. amounts of people believing something that essentially was made up. Exactly. So I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I, I love that phrase, and I think it's it's one that we uh, probably will come back to in, in the weeks ahead as we continue to kind of figure out why people aren't figuring this out. I, I just got a couple of things here. Yeah. I just read it. A politically correct thing. The University of California hosted a teach-in to explain that a student who went on a stabbing spree did not do so because, or, or he did that. He did that because of masculinity and not terrorism. <laughs> After all, the fact that he was found with a photo of an ISIS flag and the fact that reminders to pray to Allah and a manifesto about how much he wanted to behead his classmates were found among his belongings. But that was not enough evidence <laughs> for the school hmm. to, to charge hmm. him. So it was his masculinity, and no doubt his white privilege. If he and was white or other privilege of he. What, what did what did he need? A permission slip from ISIS? I, I that that wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> they get you get a free. Uh, uh, see that brings up another thing we don't have time to get into. I want to get into this this thing. The Fox News, I think, is is dying mm. as we have known it mm. by this whatever they did with Janine Pirro for asking a perfectly logical question right. of a political person. All right, a couple more here. Um. This this is apparently collectively what's happening is is part of this whole loony left business is to eliminate gender. Right now, how you do that? You remember at one time uh, they were having males. I guess is urging them to. Uh, it looks like I don't know. It appeared some of these universities are having these seminars to 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 damn people. People would come and confess they were male. I suppose you're supposed to to uh, what emasculate yourself. 
Mm-hmm. They go down and drop the equipment in a slot in the door, a night deposit box, right. you know, on your way out. But whatever it is, they're eliminating that. The uh, At uh, Kansas University, student senate voted totally uh, to uh, eliminate pronouns such as his or her from school documents because they are microaggressions against the students who don't use them. Yeah. It's, um, you, you see this all the time uh, on Twitter. You see this in people's um, biographies, little blurbs about themselves on Twitter, on their profile. They tell you which pronouns to use for them. <laughs> um, and, and actually, this has been kind of in the, in the pop culture news uh, this week. The singer uh, Sam Smith, um, who's a, you know, a, a youngish guy, probably uh, late 20s, I, I would say, um, has come out as what they call um, non-binary. He said, I don't identify as either a man or a woman. Hmm. What, what does he identify as? Did he give any hint? Uh, I, I would guess. I, I don't know what, what the pronoun <laughs> is. I, I don't know if there, it would be no word. it. What, or, remember, they were doing trons at one time. Yeah. Uh, this was the women's movement when mm-hmm. that was big. Yeah. That they did. You know that they had in New Jersey a department funded uh, in the budget for mm-hmm. I think is three hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year or so for people to sit and go through all legislation uh-huh. pending and strike out any where it said man or men. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. And you had to replace it with man or woman. Huh. Are, are, yeah, every, are even going into past legislation. That's what they sat there all day and did. You know, this this brings to mind something, one of the one of the great political pranks, I think, that that has ever been played. And it's somewhat more lightweight than this. When Barack Obama took office um, in 2009, his staff moved into the White House and George W. Bush's staff as a way of saying goodbye and good luck and we'll see you. W. Bush's staff had removed all the letter W's from all <laughs> computer keyboards in the White House. Really? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Let, let, me, let, let us in. I think we've come to the end of the line here. Let's a little stream of consciousness today. Because this is what we think about. Uh, but, um a poem, I don't know who wrote this. It's a, just a little short bit of doggery. It says, Providence, mm-hmm. which watches over children, drunkards, and fools with silent miracles and other esoterica. Please continue to suspend the ordinary rules and bless the United States of America. <laughs> I rest my case. Thanks for listening to the new Jim Gerhardt podcast. Still cooking and it's bigger than ever. From NJ1015.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.